It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. Good afternoon. Welcome to Sports Nothing But Sports with Kent Sterling. Our special guest today, the head coach of the Xavier Musketeers, the great Travis Steele. How are you doing, Travis? I'm doing well, Kent. Thanks for having me on. Uh, my pleasure. Let me get Right to a, a basketball question. How do you take the challenging times that we're in right now and turn those into a competitive advantage? You know, that's what I've been telling our players the whole time. You know, next season, nobody's going to care that we went through a pandemic. And, you know, Villanova, Butler, uh, Creighton, we're all in the same boat. And we have to have discipline. You know, we've been all kind of spread out throughout the country back at their respective homes. But there's ways to get better. And, you know, guys will be, you got to get creative sometimes. So our guys have, you know, been staying in shape and lifting been doing basketball workouts. Um, we actually get our guys back here on campus next week, which I'm really, really excited about. Um, excited to see those guys. But again, like you said, we got to come out of this thing with a competitive advantage because everybody's in the same boat. Does this make recruiting a little bit easier doing Zoom meetings and that kind of stuff? I mean, it's certainly a time saver and a budget saver. It is. You know, I've gotten way too good at these Zoom. I'd never heard of Zoom before this whole pandemic. <laughs> uh, maybe, maybe I'm just not very good at technology, but, um, you know, but it's made it challenging at, at the same time, you know, because I love to sit down with the family and be able to show them around our campus. Um, being able to see them play in July in the AAU period is awesome. It's a great tool for evaluation. And we, got, we missed that this year. We're going to miss those opportunities. So we've been watching a lot of film um, from their high school season. Uh, trying to do the best that we can uh, that way. So you got to get creative during create, you know, during these times. Is that more instructive watching the high school film, or can you get more from watching a kid in the summer? I think a little bit of both. I, I've always say like it's great to see kids in both settings because um, they're so different, right? You know, I think the high school setting, the structure of it is similar to what it is, obviously at this level. But then the AAU, the, the level of talent and competition, it, it's hard to duplicate that in high school. You know, just because every all the Nike teams, all the Adidas teams are really good. All those kids usually, for the most part, are D1 kids. So they're playing against really good competition. So it's nice to see both. Um, but, you know, we're going to make do uh, with, with, you know, just doing film study. That's what we've been doing. Tell people how tough it is day in, day out to compete in a, team, or in a league 
as deep as the Big East? Yeah, to me, it's the best conference in all college basketball. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I know uh, Big Ten's obviously had a really good season last year as well. But I, I would say that the difference to me between the Big East and a lot of these other leagues, there's no bad teams. Right. I mean, you look at the, the team that finished last in our league was DePaul last year. They won at Iowa by about 30 points in the non-conference. They beat Texas Tech handily. Um, and then they struggled in our league play. And they have an NBA player. They got a guy that's going to be a first-round pick. Uh, this in this draft this fall um, so I again like every team's good uh, and that's what makes it night in night out you have to play your a game to win if you play your c game you're going to get beat and they're all really really close I mean like you mentioned at the bottom of the league really really good teams you had a couple of overtime games this past year I think everybody did the the line between winning and losing is just one possession where you kind of lose your mind yeah, you're right. You know, it's, again, the margin for error is very, very thin in our league. And, you know, when we first joined the Big East, it wasn't that way, I didn't think. Like, I thought that, that there, was a, there was a separation between the top and the bottom. And then the, last, the past two seasons has just been muddy. <laughs> and, but it makes it fun. You know, I mean, every, like I said, every game is challenging. Every night is great. Every place we go is sold out. Um, it's a basketball league. There's no football. So everything in the Big East is just centered around basketball. How do you deal with a kid like Najee Marshall, who, who's decided to jump to the draft? How do you advise a kid like that? And, and especially if, if maybe like Marshall, he might get drafted, he might not get drafted. He's kind of on the cusp. How do you, how do you get a kid all the information he needs to make an informed decision? You know, first and foremost, I always try to, we always meet with individuals. I met with our guys very quickly because I knew we were all going to get, going to get dispersed across the country. So I met with each guy on our team. I met with Najee. You know, I always start off, what are your goals? Do you want to be drafted? Are you okay being in the G League? Do you want to be on a two-way contract? What's the minimum goal for you in this process? And then, okay, then once, once I get that answer, then I say, okay, let, let's get back the feedback back from the NBA advisory committee. So the NBA polls can all, every team in the NBA will give you a rough estimate of where they would select Najee Marshall. So then they'll give you a rough estimate. They'll send this letter back out and they'll say, Hey, the odds, the odds of you getting drafted are this being, maybe your odds are best being a late second round, early second round, late first, lottery, undrafted. So it gives you a really good idea of where you're going to land. And that way it takes me out of the equation and it takes the agents out of the equation because a lot of coaches want to keep their kids right in, in college. And a lot of the agents want to push the kids out. So you try to find that fine line and that happy medium. And they do that through the NBA advisory committee. Let me ask you about you. I mean, you, you graduate from Butler. You wanted to get into coaching. You became a coach right away it summer and then you you got into high school coaching then college coaching obviously with the goal of being a head coach a young head coach even what are you 38 yep 38 at, at 38 you're a young head coach when you got the job at savior were you ahead of schedule or behind your schedule <laughs> um, yeah you know it's funny man there's so many different paths to do it you know and and I was very fortunate man along the way like you said I had opportunities at the high school level Steve Woody hired me when I was 18 years old uh over at Ben Davis High School and and, and Indy Heat allowed me to be able to coach and so so did Indiana Elite and I'm so grateful for those opportunities and I've been lucky to work under some incredible people and I I, I think uh 
I don't know, like, if I'm ever ahead or behind. I, I think I've been ahead in areas because I've been fortunate to work under some some incredible basketball coaches and incredible human beings. And it prepared me for this. Um, and I, like I said, along every stop, each stop along the way, you learn something from everybody. And again, I've been very, very fortunate in my life. What have you, what have you learned since taking that job? I mean, they say that the three inches, you know, it changing seats, the biggest three inches in sports, right? And, and so what have you learned after becoming a head coach that maybe you didn't know you were going to learn? I think you got to learn how to have tough conversations with people. And, and that includes staff, players. Uh, I mean, it's, it's every day. <laughs> and it's best to get those tough conversations out of the way early in the morning, right? Because uh, you keep putting them off. Um, but you got to hold people accountable. you got to coach your staff really hard. You know, because that's the difference. Usually you're just focused on your responsibilities. I'm going to do a great job with, with my responsibilities when you're an assistant coach. Well, now I oversee three assistants. I oversee three administrative assistants. I oversee the strength coach, the trainer, the academic advisor, and I got to hold each of those guys accountable because our culture, you can't separate culture. It's, it's, it's the whole program. And so how things are run, how they're going to be ran in the training room has to be the same way th things are ran in the weight room or on the floor and vice versa. You know, that's really funny that you mentioned that. I don't think I ever put that together, but I always had bad meetings in the morning and good meetings in the afternoon, always, 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 because I didn't want to go through the day looking ahead to what I knew was going to be an unpleasant yep. meeting. Yep, 1,000%. The, um, it, who's a coach? I mean, you, you worked for Chris Mack. You worked for Sean, of course. You worked for Kelvin, right? Yep, Kelvin Sampson. Yep, Dad um, Mata. Did you, were you, was Dan still, were you still there when Dan was the head coach in Indiana? For those seven games? I was. I was. Yep. So you've worked for a lot of guys. But yeah. Pick one and tell me a specific way that guy kind of got you ready for this or a specific lesson that he taught you. Man, I, I would say Sean Miller. Um, in how he, he, he treat like I'd seen guys be basketball coaches, right? And, and, and some really good coaches, you know, Kelvin Sampson, Dan Dockage, uh, my brother, I think, is a terrific coach. He's the head coach at the University of Akron. Right. Um, Fab Mata. But Sean, Sean treated, the, treated his position, the head coaching position here at Xavier, like he was the CEO of a company. And I'd never really seen that. And what do I mean by that is, I mean, he was so systematic in every facet of this program. How we ran camp, how we uh, did skill instruction, um, how our offensive and defensive system, uh, recruiting, uh, was such a systematic approach and just kind of how he oversaw everything and how he was able to hold people accountable was just a little bit different. Um, and, and I think that th the job has changed over the years. It, it, I think I really believe being a head coach at a, at a place like Xavier, you are a CEO of the company. And I got to make sure that everybody's heading in the right direction and in the same direction. How do you make sure I, a lot of people you brought up Sean and, and Sean's kind of embroiled in, in all this uh, nefariousness um, it, where kids are getting paid by shoes. How do you make sure that Nike doesn't come in and do the wrong thing with one of your recruits or one of your guys? Yeah, you know, it's a, uh, man, it, it, again, you hope for the best. Uh, you got to try to hope that you recruit guys of high character. Um, but even then, you know, like here at Xavier, we haven't necessarily recruited, you know, the top 15, 20 players in the country, you know, like 
so, you know, like we, we try to recruit top 100 guys, guys that really fit us. And, and, and we try to really, I try, shouldn't say try, but we try to out-evaluate other, other programs. And then I always say my, my mindset is, Ken, like we may not, not be able to get a dude. We have to make a dude here. Yeah. We got to create to develop one and, and I think that's the mindset we have but you know I think you've you got to be careful who you recruit and and uh you know again I, I think that's important man to find guys it's not only about the kid it's the people around them right you know and and uh and I think that's so important is that part of what makes the Big East really really tough because every Big East coach I talk to talks about fit and I mean, all coaches talk about fit but some guys mean it and the guys in the Big East really, really mean it. Does that make it tougher to coach in the Big East, knowing that everybody else has got people who fit their program? Absolutely. There's some great coaches, number one, in our league. I mean, incredible coaches. And, you know, Coach Wojo, Marquette, Coach Jordan there, Butler's great, uh, Coach Wright at Villanova. Um, and they do a good job. They, they, they know how to run an organization. And then they know it's all about fit, not just about talent. So, you know, every game's going to be hard. But I think that's why our league is so good right now. And there's no bad teams. Everybody's recruiting at a high level. And not just recruiting talent, but recruiting to what fits them. Perfect. Thank you, Travis. I really appreciate it. Thanks for taking the time. Good luck this season. Thank you. I really appreciate you. My pleasure. That's Travis Steele, head coach at Xavier. Uh, Breakfast with Kent tomorrow morning, 8 o'clock on Facebook Live. And then at 8.15 on Periscope. How about that? Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.